0: Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by RaRa Consulting and the RaRa Spirit Team Mentorship. Hey, it's Lauren here. I'm an expert in time management, content creation, and mindset work. My day job is working with overwhelmed or unmotivated business owners or service providers who want to get organized and motivated and review their current business practices so that they can kick to start their journey to further success. You know, the average person with an average life lives 27,350 days. And even though we know that we just shape shift into something different after our time is done here, I believe that making use of your time and living the life of your dreams, which is a life of flow and bliss, is so incredibly important. And I want to help you do that. I can help you through business and life challenges. I can help you to you know, change your mindset to create time for self care, to look at your dreams and to create a roadmap to help you get there. Also through the raw raw spirit team, I offer group mentoring as well. So if one on one is not your thing, you're interested in more of a group scenario, then that would definitely be an option for you. All the details can be found in the show notes. You can also head to my website at rawrawconsulting.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram or on Facebook at any time to see whether or not working together is uh, maybe a good fit for both of us. All right, time for the episode. All right, Lauren here, and welcome to the show. I'm joined today by Hem. She is a self love and spiritual coach, a spiritual angel channeler, and intuitive. She supports individuals to find their inner brilliance and to create an inner roadmap to deep love and care. She empowers people to understand the reasons we get held back in life. Her motto being that when we love ourselves, we can create relationships life, career, health, etc. and that functions at higher levels. Hem uses coaching, meditation, yoga, healing, breath work, and her channeling gifts in her work. Hem is an avid yogini and Reiki master as well, and she is going to be joining me now to talk about life as a fourth-generation psychic medium, channeling angels, and how working with spirit can help us to be empowered and move forward in life. Hem, thank you so much for being on the show, girl. Hello, Lauren. Hi, lovely to be here. <laughs> So Ham, I think we should tell the listener at home what's actually going on here. So I'll start. Um, Ham and I already, we hung out a couple of weeks ago and we recorded the most fabulous episode, if I do say so myself, where basically Ham called me on my shit for a lot of the conversation. And then for whatever reason, the recording didn't work and I actually haven't had that challenge before. So here we are kind of, Doing a second take would you say hem or is this the take we were meant yes. to get
1: oh I don't know I think this is second take too because we've actually got a little bit of something going on now too haven't we
0: <laughs> we do and I mean since our our last conversation I moved to the country and that is um you know, um, internet up here is a bit of a foreign concept. So it's something I'm definitely needing to work on. But hopefully we can still get through the episode by sharing all the value that you have to give. Because one thing that I can tell you for sure, is that I learned so much when we were talking last time. And so I'd love to get into it. So can you first of all, tell me a little bit about how your spiritual journey began? If you're a fourth generation um, psychic medium, I mean, Was it always something that was sort of talked about in your home, this whole concept of mediumship and spirit?
1: Oh, no, absolutely not. It wasn't. To be honest, I didn't actually know that it was a gift I had. Um, I think I was about 18 and uh, my mum's from Malaysia. And so we went to Malaysia and my great, great grandmother um, kind of did a reading on me. And I was thinking, this is really strange that she can do this. And as the years went by and conversations, say with my mom and through family life, I realized it was something that was actually a gift within the family. As I noticed that when I was around people, I seemed to just know things and I seemed to just be able to sense things about them before they told me them. But it was never something that I actively knew I had. Although, if I'm being really honest, I did start reading like, oracle cards and tarot and stuff when I was 11 years old. So maybe it was in, somewhere there in me, just right. not recognizably so.
0: Yeah. I think it's kind of funny because I don't know if you felt like this, but I got my first tarot deck when I was 13. And prior to that, I used to play witches in the backyard. I grew up in the bush and, you know, it was always just something, but I guess you know, looking back on it now, I go, oh yeah, I just always knew intuitively. But at the time, it just felt like a game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do know what you're saying, because I don't think I have that so much. Or maybe I did. I don't know. I don't recall it so much. But I think that I always knew there was something slightly a little bit different about me to everybody else. I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. But it just seemed as if I would get Called things like oh you know everything you think you know everything it's like I don't think I know everything I just actually know this to be true and people would find that so rude (laughs) because obviously I'm being somebody that they thought was a little bit sort of you know look at me I know everything (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, it's so funny. And I guess if you don't have a basis for why you know it, you just know it, then in a way, a lot of people want sort of a scientific explanation or they want proof or who told you. But sometimes it's just you don't have that to offer, right? You just go, this is just what I know to be true.
1: Exactly. It's interesting what you say about that because it's a funny thing the way people look at this kind of gift. Often people say, well, I don't believe in it. Where's your scientific proof? yada, yada. Yet the thing is, everybody is psychic. We're all actually psychic. It's just that we haven't really attuned those gifts and, and we haven't um, sort of worked on that muscle. I think I spoke about it before to you. If we don't work on that muscle, then the gift doesn't show up. And it's like anything, great runners don't become great runners. just. I mean, some of them are great, but they still have to practice. They still have to do what they need to do in order to get better at what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but I think people... Theory. I think fear is the best way of looking at it because people think, oh, no, that's a bit, bit, a bit crazy, a bit scary.
0: Yeah. And I think you're right as well. I mean, even I find myself sometimes listening to speakers such as yourself, and I think, I want that as well. But then I'm not putting in the work. You know, or I'm not putting in the work to the degree that maybe someone like you has. I mean, you actually went to the Arthur Finlay College to develop your mediumship skills, right? So it's not as though you're just sitting here and going, yeah, I'm so great. Just ask me. You're actually putting in the work.
1: It's true, but it's really strange with me because I never really necessarily wanted to put in the work. I almost got kind of led down a garden path. And let's put it this way. When you are this way inclined, if you want to say it's spirit, the universe, the angels, whatever, they're just right there behind you going, come on, do this. And you think, Well, I don't actually <laughs> like that. But you just find yourself being just totally dragged down these pathways that sometimes you don't even think you want to go down, but you just end up there anyway. And it's yeah. almost like sometimes I took really zigzag ways and tried desperately to just walk far, far away from these things. But they just mm-hmm. landed in my lap. And you know that you know there comes a time where you realize that resistance is futile. Your life is meant to do certain things. And in the end, it's just worth grabbing it with both hands and going, okay, look, if this is how it's meant to be, then I'm going to go there. So yeah, that is why I went there and that's why I did those things.
0: Do you think that, you know, sometimes we just, it's like our ego or our human mind just wants things so desperately to be a certain way. But, you know, there's maybe this deeper knowing within us that it's just, it's, it doesn't serve us. Like I know that you kind of talked last time we spoke about, you know, how maybe you went through a bout of like being down and you kind of had to kind of get out of that to kind of see the light, so to speak.
1: Yeah, it is actually true. And it's interesting because I read a book by a guy called Joe Cassidy, the diviner. And in the book he was saying about, he had, um, he got quite sick himself and he realized, and he's a spiritual healer. I don't think he calls himself a psychic. Joe doesn't, but he is a a psychic. I would say he's going to tell me off if he ever sees me, (laughs) but um, he um, does healing and he divines and he goes to buildings and clears energy. And he said for ages, he was just putting a hat and a lid on these gifts he had. And he realized that he kept getting sick and he kept getting sick. And it's pretty similar for me, actually. I don't think I've, ever been so sick as I was when I was ignoring all of this I was always unwell I always had something wrong with me it seemed as if I was almost hiding behind this great big mask and I knew to some degree something was wrong but I was never
0: really sure what was wrong right do you think you were just kind of denying your innate truth like you're your intuition, which I know you kind of talked about everyone being psychic. So I guess when I think about that, I think about how we do very often know what is actually serving us and what isn't. So if we're denying that in a way, if we've just used the example of going, go to the grocery store, you get to make decisions as to what foods you buy. You know, you're going to buy really processed foods that maybe are difficult for you to digest or really healthy foods that are grown locally. Like you're going to have a completely different result so if you're listening to your intuition do you think you're making different decisions and maybe was that part of the challenge for
1: myself I don't think it was denial I think it was actually lack of knowing I know this sounds really strange but we're all trained and we're all socialized so deeply by cultural norms and societal values even I was a bit of a cynic I thought yeah really that stuff's not normal people don't do that And I was also a little bit of a questioner myself. I wondered about it, even though I was interested in it. I wondered about whether it was really just a parlor trick, say, or if it was something people were just saying they could do, but it wasn't really real. So it wasn't really a denial, it was a lack of knowledge. And also, let's be honest, unless you know what that thing is you're feeling or you're knowing, And unless you've got some kind of clarity and when you think about it, when you learn something, you've got a piano teacher, for example, they're going to explain to you where you're messing up or where you're not feeling the music or something. I had no one to guide me initially.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I totally get what you're saying because even now, even though this information is sort of more uh, becoming more mainstream and, you know, information is so readily available nowadays, you know, when you think about, let's just break it down. When you think about someone being able to talk to dead people, I mean, that just seems fictitious. So <laughs> it makes total sense that you would be thinking, wait a minute, how can this be so?
1: <laughs> it's so funny. Well, it's funny in a way because, because I tend not to channel spirit that much. I tend to channel angels. And that's just the way it is because I had an an experience, okay, very, very many years ago when I started out on my training. And I was laying in my bed trying to get to bed, and all I could hear was voices. And I just said, Guys, enough, please stop talking. (laughs) And it was almost as if I just said to them, Don't ever come back. And they just didn't. (laughs) And it was just so thing, because I said before as well, we are all psychics. And not necessarily mediums, though, to be truthful. That's um, something we don't all have the gift of. But psychic ability, we definitely do have. So even if there was a spirit there, you would sense them or feel them, you know, to some degree. I think it's just that we are living in a world where it's very scientific. Let's look at it that way. And proof is always part of the parcel and the package and the expectation is that we can prove these things that we can see. Um, and, you know, I think that I believe this now, but I know who I am and I know how I view the world. And if it's different to other people, then that's how it is for me. And I have to accept that. It's hard enough for me accepting it. And if other people don't feel that, then that's right. That's up to them. That's kind of how I view it now.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. And, you know, in a way it's like we really are meant to walk our own path and to follow our own truth. And, I guess that that's sort of echoing in a lot of the work that, you know, I know that you do do where you help to, you know, help people essentially find their passion again and ignite that passion within themselves. And I guess when I'm thinking about it, a lot of that is, you know, comes down to being able to walk your own path and not necessarily walk the same path as your friends and family or the same path that you thought you were going to be going down.
1: It's true, Lauren. I mean, everybody. And I think actually it's a really important thing, that walking your own path, because I think that we often don't, most of us, um, and I'd say it it happens from childhood. Most of us struggle to walk our own path because we're always hearing the voice of others, and they tend to be louder than our own voice. And that probably stops us from doing that. It stalls us. And I think as we get older and as we age, we start to realize those those things that we've been almost replicating that weren't ours, that we have to change and we have to grow out of.
0: Yeah. And I guess, you know, in a way we know everything to be happening in divine timing, because sometimes if, you know, we were given that indication 10 years ago, it might not have been the time to actually enact that change.
1: That's so true. Do you know that's actually so funny as well because you have the reverse side of the, the coin there. You have the person that wants to win that change, even though it, yeah. it, it isn't time and they think, well, I want it now. And I want it now. And so it <laughs> is about real I was not talking about you. <laughs> it is about real <laughs> It's about real um stepping into our our I call it grace really, actually it's not me, it's the angels that call it grace. But we call it grace, and we say that in grace, and we call it Grace Point, we all find our real clarity, our true, our trueness, our, who we really are. And it kind of steps into this idea that we all have this conscious energy that's quite divine in us, a spark that's divine in us. And it, you know already, you know if you're pushing against something too hard, or you know if you're not moving where you're supposed to. Every single person in the real truth, knows everything about themselves it's just that we as human beings we're so reticent or we question it or we want more and you know it's natural it is a natural thing but it's also something that means that we kind of almost hold ourselves back even if we're willing to go we sometimes hold ourselves back it's a funny one really because the angels always saying to me don't resist for me, I'm very resistant. I'm the person mm. that stands at the gate and they've opened it for me to run and I'm still standing there. Everyone's finished the right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not going. I'm sorry. I need to check that you all haven't fallen over or or your knee, or, you know, your knee or, you know, or something odd hasn't happened to them.
0: I'm a real, I'm a real. See, I'm a fact checker myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's actually probably good in a way because in a way it makes, You know, the information, I suppose, that you're relating to other people that much more, I don't know, real, if real is is the right word or, or lack of better example. Because a big part about developing your gifts and your intuition, and I can imagine, especially with your channeled work, is to trust the information that you're getting and to not necessarily run it through your human hem filter, right?
1: It is true. In a way, the way I channel, it's hard to run it through my filter because it bypasses it. If that makes sense, I don't actually get the time to question it. If that makes sense, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. So it's almost like you have two split minds, right? You have your. This is what one of my guests one time explained it to me really well, and I understood it. She sort of explained that, you know, when you meditate a lot and you learn to listen to spirit, that it's a completely different way of listening and communicating than when you are operating from your human mind. It's almost as though you have a split, let's just say left and right side in your brain. So when you're channeling, you might be channeling from one side and it just, it, it doesn't even mix mix in with the other side. Is that kind of the way that you describe it?
1: That is exactly it, actually. I about it. It's exactly how it is. I do not have it, it's, I think I call it like a safety valve in a way because it means that you can't infiltrate it. Now, I've said this before when I train people actually in this kind of stuff. I said, you really got to get the foundations right because. I'm where we get sort of uh, wonky sort of psychic work or wonky intuition, if we don't get that foundation right where what happens is we don't have that in place because I have that in place. I can't mess it up so much. I work. I don't have to work as hard either. And it doesn't drain me either. So it's really important that, that, that when we do raise into these energies and we change the way that we perceive the world, we do it in a really gentle way. And the reason I say it is because, and it's something really important to me, it's something I teach, always do it in the pace of your own ability um, because mm-hmm. when we try to do it outside of that pace, what happens is we crash and we can burn and it can also lead to sort of mental instability and stuff like that, which obviously we don't want and it's not, Anything that anybody needs or wants to experience, so it's about really taking care of the self. And you know, with what I do, I mean, obviously, I teach self love and self care. It's so important you look after yourself first before Mm. any of this other stuff because spirit and angels and all the spiritual community they work with us when we're in our most refined state. They find it quite tricky, even themselves, to work with us when we're not refined enough.
0: So what do you mean by that? Do you mean that we're in a almost a neutral state or in a happy state? Cause I have heard that when you're happy and you're laughing and they're, jo- and you're joyful that your vibration raises up and therefore you're able to communicate with spirit more easily.
1: Yeah, that is it too. What I actually meant was more to do with the way we live our lives in general. So this is about how we do everything. i When I, um, just before all of my change came to the point where I was ready to come out into the world and say, look, this is who I am, really. um, I was going through um, a relationship breakup and um, lots of things happened in my life. And when all that was happening, I wasn't in no good position to be channeling. Or to be passing along messages or to be doing anything like that because my energy was in a low state. So although I have this ability, I'm quite naturally clairvoyant and quite naturally claircognizant. However, if you are in um, decreased states and lower vibrational states in just general, even if you start laughing or you're happy for a while, your, dual, your dualism makes it quite difficult for them to connect with you in a very pure way. And the pure connection creates deep accuracy, so that 's kind of what I mean, so that need to be a pure channel, and no, i wasn
0: 't when I was with my ex no way there's not a chance I could have done the work i 'm doing right then right. do you also mean uh, in the decisions you 're making, like if you 're taking alcohol or drugs, especially in excess, if you 're eating a lot of processed foods, if you 're eating a lot of meat, if you're not organ- if you 're not exercising? Uh, You know, do all of those things also matter?
1: Yeah, they do. And it's moderation with everything. I mean, when I talk to the angels, it's really interesting because I've asked them about the meat thing. And they said, we're not saying, obviously it's a choice, they're saying to me, it is a choice. They're never saying don't eat meat. Um, But what they say is that our vibrational system is reliant on the way we treat our bodies so if we treat our bodies with love, and this is in every way, not just you know, just eating, it's obviously sleeping, drinking, hydrating, mm-hmm. you know, even the company we keep comes into this. Even the things that we watch, even the things that we read come into this. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's about really refining all of ourselves. And the thing that the angels say as well is that they wouldn't expect us to get this right like so quickly. The expectation mm-hmm. would never be there. We do that. The expectation is, isn't theirs. It's ours. We have a deep expectation of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And whenever I, I listen to spirit or I talk to angels or I, I commune, one of the things I always say is, look, even if you do one thing today, one thing at a time, you start moving towards that excellence for yourself. Because this is, this is moving back into self-love anyway. It is yeah. self-love. It's giving ourselves that true um, discipline and joy and treating ourselves with, you know you need that bit more sleep. Go to bed a bit earlier, you know? You need yeah. to drink a bit more. Keep a water bottle next to you. We can be really bad with that as human beings because we do have quite a go, go, go mindset. So it's about really finding that, that point that's really neutral for you, which is the most neutral space. And like I say, it doesn't mean don't ever... You know, do something that's a little bit to excess because Mm. sometimes it gives us a little bit of fun. They're not saying that, but they think (laughs) just you know, not saying don't have
0: fun, that kind of fun.
1: But what (laughs) they're saying is to be really aware of how we're looking after ourselves.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. So let's go back to the conversation that you sort of brought up, which is about the foundation. So one of the things that uh, I remembered very strongly from our conversation last time was that I kind of expressed a bit of interest in developing skills on top of my Claire. I guess it's Claire cognizant. My my no, Claire It's my inner knowing. Is that Claire cognizant? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you know, I kind of was like, okay, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at that, and I was sort of thinking, okay, I'd like to kind of maybe upgrade now to some other different things that I can do, <laughs> and a big part of it was, you know, to really work on the foundation, essentially, to make sure that I have my kind of my um, my default skill really at a good level. So, can we kind of <laughs> talk a bit about the Claire's and what they are, and then also? Um, you know, when you're talking about the foundation, do you need to get the foundation of the skill that you're most predisposed to right, or do you have to get one of the clairs down first before you can move to the other ones?
1: It's quite interesting because people who already have a clear sentience or clear audience or clear buoyance or clear cognizance, like, and you're asking me because I can't remember them. I'm not great at remembering the clairs, um, but people who have a, a sense naturally. Um, and then you have empaths as well because they fit into this because empaths feel, they feel through their body. Um, but the thing is that we tend to all have a base, base psychic ability, let's put it like that. So base ability. And what I tend to say is that, yes, that has got to be the one that really gets lifted up because you're never going to be able to get into your next one without that one being quite grounded and secure within you. However, there is another aspect, and it's something that I teach. The foundation has to be quite clear as well. So we have to really understand our intuitive impulses too. So they're the two things that have to work together. So it's your main primary sense, your main primary clear and your intuitive sense. So it's like your spidey sense I said last time, didn't I? It's your actual spidey sense, the one that you have that's most primed. Because once that, Is acknowledged by you, and you work through that, and you accept that, then you can move into the next lesson. But it's like anything, and I think I think I said it to you last time. When we're doing a course, you wouldn't jump straight from the basics straight to the last bit and go, "I want to do this bit now," because you just couldn't do it. You wouldn't be able to apply it in that way. You'd be like, "Oh man, this is just too hard. I can't do it."
0: Yeah, and so.
1: It's about recognising that and and just being able to be strong in that. Although I would say, and this is something the angels are coming through with actually, they are saying that we are moving at an accelerated speed at the moment. So we're working in a slightly different way. Actually, I'm kind of channeling this. I'm just going to say exactly what they're saying. We are working in a different way. And the way that we're working in right now is slightly different to how it was before. This way is the way of the wise, almost the wizard, the sage, the priestess. It's slightly quicker and it's more refined. So you'll move through it quicker. Even if it seems like a long time to you, in humankind, it will actually be faster. So we're actually accelerating. So people are going to move through these quicker than they would have done in the past.
0: Mm, I like that a lot. So do you have to kind of have the intention to want to accelerate through this quickly? Or, you know, are there some people who are happy to go at a snail's pace? And that being said, I do realize that time is a human construct, right? We think that I need to do everything now or within the next 10 years. But, you know, really, time is, is an illusion.
1: Of course it is. Yeah, it is. What it is, um, is that you as an individual will have your timeline. We all have blueprints. And the mm. timeline is pretty much agreed by you very, very, very many moons ago. You've decided on your timeline and you know what it is. And how it works is it's really interesting. You might have decided X age, I will hit this timeline. However, if you don't hit it at that age, you might have added another five, six years to that and said, oh, and then if I don't hit it at that timeline, I'll hit it six years later. Mm-hmm. And This sometimes is the thing. So we feel that it's, we're ready but we've missed our timeline. And so we have to wait till the next opportunity opens because what it is, is that the opportunities open in a specific space within your life that create the right opportunities.
0: Yes. Yes, I like that a lot. And I can say that for me, you know, it's funny because this podcast, for example, started because I got made redundant last year through COVID. And so had that experience not happened, who knows how long it would have taken for this show to kick off. So, you know, sometimes we do need a subtle nudge to like get going. Sometimes we need a really forceful nudge to get going. And then at other times, we just need to trust that everything is in divine order and will happen when it's meant to and I don't know about you Ham but I can honestly say that in my life when I've wanted something to work out and it hasn't worked out the way that I imagined it to I've always been rewarded with something better
1: Lauren it's beautiful isn't it it is beautiful because yeah. life just does that it throws you these it's you know why it's because you you listened and also sometimes what we want's rubbish <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. it, it is, it, it's just not good enough it's not we're not you know we're more worthy than that but we don't recognize our own word and yeah. they're going I don't know why do you want crumbs why do you want crumbs and we go, well, we like we love them and they're like no no, no I'll give you the full biscuit and you're like hey yes. but, but I have these crumbs and so it is, it's really true. They are trying so desperately to give us more and we are trying so desperately to avoid it. Actually, an interesting thing, it's like a tool or a tip I could give to like your listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel, you know, we get, we all get this, we all human beings have this, okay? So you wake up in the morning and you decide you want, I don't know, you want eggs on toast. Is there ever a time where you go, I want eggs on toast, but then you don't have it? You actually just don't have it? You, you decide that, the bread's no good or the eggs are no good and you just don't have it. Or you suddenly decide you, you really like its pen. You see, you see someone's writing with a pen at work and you say, I really like that pen. I'm going to buy myself that pen. And three years pass by and you end up away on holiday and you see that pen and you buy it for yourself. They were saying to me the other day, and it's really interesting, and it's something that I'm trying to work with at the moment. And I really think if anyone who's listening wants to get some kind of change in their life, when these things come, these thoughts – do the thing straight away if you can.
0: Mm. Do it straight away.
1: Go buy the pen. Go have the egg on top. Okay, now I've got the eggs and stuff. Then fine. Go and buy them. <laughs> but, you know, yes. make it away. If, if it's something that's really not doable, like, I don't know, you want a one million pound house and you, you basically only earn like, I don't know, 35,000, then <laughs> well, think of how you get to that dream and start making tiny little steps that can bring you to that dream. Whether we get these things that we want in our life or not isn't the thing. The thing is, is having the vision, It's having the vision to drive ourselves forward. And I know a pen sounds like nothing, and I know that just going down and making some breakfast sounds like nothing, but you'd be amazed at the changes your life makes for you when you do tiny little things like that.
0: You know what, girl? I love that because you know what you made me think of is like, okay, I'm sitting there and I see Sarah over there has got that pen I really want. And then I'm thinking to myself, I really want that pen. I'm just going to take a quick 15 minute break. I'm going to go down and I'm going to buy myself that pen. And while I'm there, I run into an old coworker or a friend who's opening up a brand new business and they need a CEO to help out. And all of a sudden, I pop into their mind because I'm right there. And then we have a meeting a couple of weeks later and I realize that this is a project I really want to be involved in. And all of a sudden now they've hired me for a hundred thousand dollar salary and now I can afford my million dollar house. Bam, all because I went and got my pen.
1: See, there you go. And that is exactly what it is. And it's just giving me chills because it's so true. And it's really funny. I, When they said it to me, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't believe you like I do. Or I, like, I told you I can be a real cynic. Being able to do this doesn't make you less of a cynic. Right. Um, so you can't, it's, it's quite normal to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, once you start making those changes. Now, I want to say something interesting here, though. And this is something you need to we all need to hear. Right. If you are the kind of person that always goes and gets everything for yourself, you might need to go the other way, okay? Because for myself, I am a real, I'll have it next week, I'll have it next year, I'll have it next hundred years. I'm that kind of person. So Mm -hmm. for people like myself, it's to bring it in quickly. But if you're the type of person that tries to bring everything in very fast and you do it very fast, for you it might be to slow down actually because opportunity comes out of doing the reverse to what we're often normally used to because they are our resistance points, the ones that we struggle with.
0: Yeah, that's really, I feel like you and I are almost exactly the opposite because I'm the person that goes and gets the pen and you're the person that thinks about getting the pen. And then at the same time, I do realize that for me, sometimes I need to allow things to just incubate for a while and rest. And, you know, I'm reminded about divine timing. So I do hear you when you're saying that and I feel like I can relate to that sort of flip side that you were you were talking about there
1: yeah it's true lauren again the other thing is as well you'll notice the difference when you start to do the thing that's the, the opposite to what you normally do you'll start noticing things will start to change and you'll think oh that's happened or or oh, i won 50 pound or or i found some money on the ground you know you find like some a 20 bucks or something think, yes oh, please <laughs> Weird things just happen. Maybe yeah. weird things will happen. Or, you, or out of the blue, someone will contact you that you haven't spoken to in ages and you'll think, this is really weird. Things are starting to change around me and I don't know why. And it's because you're making these tiny shifts in the way you think. It's not actually the action of going and getting the pen. It's not even the action of stopping and pausing and going, okay, I'm not going to buy everything I want every five seconds. It's not, the, it's not that. It's your mind shift. It's your mindset shift. The minute you change your mindset in any way, you're changing your neural, uh, plastic, neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. So you're changing your neural pathways to think in a different way. And then that will change what you magnetize towards yourself and how you magnetize. And then if you can move your attitude along with that as well and your thought process with that. So this is some of the slow stuff I teach. Well, I'm teaching you a little bit slowly here. But really, if you can start really small like that and then you start to shift the way you think, Start noticing those things because what I'm told all of the time is when we shift and change, we have to acknowledge what's brought to us through the shift and the change so that then they can bring more of the same
0: yeah. I've, I read this or i saw this in a movie. And so basically the character said, yeah, whenever I get what I want, I just go, thank you. Thank you more, please. <laughs> so that's something that I do all the time. I just walk around and go, thank you. Thank you. Thank you more, please. You know, cause essentially that's saying that I want more of that thing. And one thing I will comment on as well is that I a hundred percent agree with you. I've been, um, wanting an answer for a couple of weeks and I've been kind of, you know, trying to figure out what to do. And and I will say, I haven't been forcing anything. I've just put the intention out there. And then bam, the answer came to me about an hour ago when I was in the shower, right? Which I know is a really um, common place where people get their, their aha moments or their answers. And so I think that, you know, I probably wasn't receptive to it a couple of weeks ago, but now I'm where I'm meant to be. And so I was kind of, listening to the messages in a different way and I guess it's sort of echoing a little bit about what you've been saying
1: yeah and I think you know sometimes it's just as you we were just saying yourself anyway it's that just that divine timing thing you just needed five more days or ten more days or whatever or, yeah you know three more hours or it's that I think we spoke about it in the last time we did this we said about maybe you're just not in that space at that moment and the moment will come when it's right. It's Actually, I'll, I'll tell you a little something interesting. I wanted to um, set up a YouTube channel and something just went wrong and I started sorting out and it wouldn't work and it wouldn't accept my number to verify the account. And I said, what is going on? You told me that I need to do this to the angels. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's not time yet. And I was like, oh. And then I had to get a new phone and it was all because – I needed to get my business phone, and I would so I could have a number for my job. And rather than use my personal number, but it was me being slightly reticent because I was like, "How many phones does a person need?" It's <laughs> like so, you see, it's the little yeah. things. It's the little things that might stall you, and they stall you because basically you're being brought something else so that you can bring it up in a better way, and you can offer more, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so good. So let's flip the script a little bit and talk a little bit about angels. So, you know, in your opinion, what is an angel? Is it a light worker? Is it, yeah, (laughs) is it? I know it's pretty, it's sort of difficult, (laughs) isn't it, to think about.
1: I think angels are messengers of God. I mean, Mm. they're not actually religious as such, but I do believe that the angels are, you know, the messages of God. They do tell me they're non-denominational, so they're nothing to do with religion per se. It's just that they are the other. Okay, they say to me many many times and very often that there are so many different types of soul. There are many different types of soul. So you could commune with spirits. You could commune with deceased relatives and loved ones. You could commune with nature spirits. You could commune with devas. You could commune with archangels or ascended masters you could commune with um, water nymphs and spirits of the, the sea there are so many different energies it's just that we all reside in different planes the human existence is on one of the densest planes but there are loads of different like astral worlds i guess is the only way to put it so angels live in the astral world that i believe is connected to the divinity to the highest order of of so God consciousness. So that's what I'd call them. That's what I say they were. They do name themselves as something. Um, they call themselves higher consciousness beings, I think it was. I can't remember really. I think that's what they say. But to us, that doesn't really mean anything. So I think right. Right, the connection to God and messages of God is simpler.
0: Yeah. But I guess when you say higher consciousness, it means that if you're connecting to an angel or you're intending to get ke- connect to an angel that you're essentially reaching for a high vibrational entity as opposed to maybe a lower vibrational entity.
1: It is true. Um, one of the things that is often said is that if you're connecting with an entity or uh, any kind of vibration, it's not necessarily of light. And so angels are of light, but you have to remember that Lucifer was also an angel and this is only about vibration so you could connect to a beautiful high vibration energy that could fall we don't know this it's about keeping our energy in a safe space which then means that the energy that attracted and magnetized to us is also of high vibration and mm. um, you tend to find that if people are self medicating or doing excessive recreational drugs or maybe alcoholism and stuff they tend to veer on the side of connecting to what could be deemed as lower vibration energies because lower vibration energies like that um, energy that we drop into when we do those kinds of things because we are less capable of blocking something that maybe
0: doesn't fit us magnet- magnetically. Right, because we're, in a, we're not in a clear state basically. Yeah. Hmm. So when you first started connecting with angels, did they, you know, did you get like a message in your imagination and it said, hello, hem, I am an angel. Or, you know, was it more subtle than that? You just started getting impressions that you sort of felt didn't necessarily correlate with messages that you would think of yourself or how did that sort of happen?
1: It's really interesting because you asked me this question last time and I had a different answer. But since last time, I've, I've, had, I've had more clarity and they've shown me a few things. So I was born quite unwell as a child and I spent a lot of my time in hospitals, in and out of hospitals. And um, because of this, there were whole days where I could be in theatre, which is like um, having major heart surgery basically was what I was having. And the angels have shown me that when I was a child, when I was having these operations, I wasn't in the operating theatre. I was with them outside in the hallway. <laughs> and they've shown me this now, and um, only recently. Um, because often you'll find this if you talk to any other people that maybe had some kind of traumatic um, early childhood or um, they were sick or they were in hospital a lot. They may have this connection, whether they realise it or not, they will probably have it. Because when little ones are born sick, we are given more angels than, than another person might have because they're not sick. And um, the angels take care of the souls that are still pretty much in angelic energy. Because from naught till three years old, we are still in angelic energy and in the energy of spirit, really. So, yeah, so for me, I was with them the whole time. Um, of course, as I got older, I, I ignored all of that and I closed my mind to it and I started drinking and going out and partying and enjoying myself. Yeah. And um, yeah, there was there was no connection then, I'm telling you guys. So at that point, I kind of denied everything. I denied it all and I was just me having um, fun, going out with my mates and just doing nothing that had anything to do with any of this. Um, but what I found was I was still very sensitive if I drank and it affected me quite a lot. But I would say that as I got older, I would say my dark night of the soul, my um, releasement from my ex and having a very, very difficult um, split. And it it wasn't a difficult split as in me and him. It was a difficult split as in the time it took us and how long it took us to extricate ourselves from the connection. I would say it was that that brought me to the space where I heard them. So they were Mm. always there since I was probably came naught. Because I was literally taken away from my mother when I was born. So they were always there. It's just I denied hearing them. But I always knew I was talking to somebody. I just didn't know who. I always thought I was maybe a little bit, you know, the imaginary friend. Yeah. (laughs) I always thought, I have my imaginary
0: friends. I (laughs) realize now then that was not what they were. So, I mean, when I think about angels, I often think that you need to call on them for their advice or their help or their support, you know, but did they sort of, I don't know, invite themselves into your world or did you sort of, do you have a a moment where you remember kind of inviting them in? I think
1: that, like I was talking to you like about the blueprint earlier, we all blueprint how we're going to experience life on earth, okay? And I think I'd already blueprinted that they were never going to leave me. So right. I think that they were always there. And I just Because I, I don't have any qualms about being near them. I yeah. would like to say, and this is something that's quite important, I think, I would like to say we have to be really careful, and when communing, that we recognize that we're talking to someone of higher light what happens is when they're not of light, they tend to start telling you what to do, which an angel will never do. Right? Often they'll tell you do what you like, but they don't ever tell you what to do. And if you start to feel that energy, if you are connecting with anything or anyone and you're feeling the energy of almost being directed, then you know you're not in um, light energy
0: Right. And so I think that's a really clear point to um, sort of reiterate. So you're essentially saying that when you are being guided by spirit of the light, that they might suggest things, but they never tell you what to do. And I don't know about you, but when I hear voices in my head, when it's spirit, they talk to me, um, they don't use a lot of words. They talk to me in really gentle and loving tone in a nurturing tone. And so for me, that's where I'm able to kind of decipher where I'm getting messages from spirit versus when I'm telling myself things from my ego. So what you're (laughs) saying essentially is that when you are listening to messages in your mind to be very clear as to how they're being delivered and then the content that's within them
1: yes it is true and you know um how you were saying about it being soft for you everyone feels slightly different with regard to that because i don't find the angels soft when i talk to them they're different they have personalities and i have um one angel and this is really funny and you're all going to laugh at this actually one (laughs) of my angels looks like a transformer
0: honestly so good he's
1: taken on the form of a transformer and i think it's because i was watching the transformers one day and he decided it was cool and I don't think it's cool, but he thinks it's really cool. And he just looks crazy. But they take on the form of what we maybe feel most comfortable with. So you might find the voices something jovial. Like you're kind of, I'm quite jovial. The angels are really like quite jovial with me. They're quite jokey. Mm. And even if I channel angels, um, like the archangels and stuff, the personalities, they dip and dive within your own personality to gel with you so that you can work together. Yeah. I kind of liken it to, um, you know the film Avatar, where they um, attach the hair to the, 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 those things they plant, yeah. the carpet, what those things are called.
0: Yeah, like and tentacles or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, and
1: it's that. And it's, it, your energy fuses. And because your energy fuses, you'll get what's right at that moment in time. And I always notice this with the angels when I talk to them sometimes. They'll come through and they'll go, you're really quiet today, or you're not the same as you. And they go, no, no, it's your energy. We're fusing with you give you what's comfortable for you today. Mm,
0: yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's said, oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, that's good because I have had a couple situations where I am spoken to with a little bit more of um <laughs> I don't want to say a tone, but basically a tone. But I I do know that it's, and I do find it funny because I go, okay, I heard that, (laughs) you know, Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's so cool. And I guess what I'm hearing you say is that really when we're connecting with spirit, that we're connecting with spirit in the way that's accessible to us. And I don't need to connect with my spirit team in in the way that you connect with your spirit team because you and I are different.
1: Exactly. That is so true. And I think this is probably one of the base issues that happens a lot with when people want to move through working on this stuff. They'll try so desperately to. Actually, to be honest, this is there's a reason for this. We've kind of been trained through our schooling systems to like to copy almost to mirror. But actually, when it comes to this kind of work, you can't really mirror because you may not do um, this work the way your, your trainer does. For example, you may find that. You're always so different to theirs. We do tend to be drawn to people more like us, but it isn't always the case because I remember my first ever um training I did at the College of Psychic Studies in London. And my teacher there, she's lovely. don't get me wrong I love her to be she's a very nice lady. But we are very different the way we work. Like we're yeah. very different the way that we work. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's that and I think
0: I think too, as we get older, no, that's okay. I was just kind of reflecting there, but I think that as we get older, I don't know if you agree with this, um, but you know, we read material, we're influenced by different people. We experiment, we try new things. And I think that we also just kind of find our own concoction of how we want to live our life. And, you know, I guess it goes back to when we're walking our own path, kind of what you were talking about at the beginning of the conversation, where as long as we're in line with our own truth, we don't really need to answer to anybody else.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love how we're going to live our life and Mm. walking our own path. I love that. Because the truth is we we are just not here to live for anyone else. It is hard. I know. I know that anyone has these kind of gifts. I know it is really extraordinarily difficult to be yourself around people if you haven't let's say, stepped out of the spiritual closet because there is judgment around this kind of gift. There is judgment around um, people who do this. But at the end of the day, I I believe that without stepping into it, if you have any of this kind of gift, it can make you sicker if you ignore who you truly are. And actually, it's something that's been sort of passed down. The message has been passed down quite a lot recently um, through channeling. And it's that we all need to start stepping into who we truly are at the moment. We need to really step into our authenticity so that we can, like um, Lauren was saying, walk our own path, our path, not someone else's path, our own path, your own true, genuine path, the one that is least resistant, the one that flows, yeah. the one that seems so easy that you think, Wow, why is this good stuff <laughs> <keep> happening?
0: <laughs> More, keep please. That's,
1: yeah, yeah. One you want, and I think this maybe could help move people out of resistance to this ability that they have, and this because it's honestly everyone has it. Honestly, the truth is, real life and the goodness of humanity and why we're here really comes to its. Um, I suppose it's evolution. It's, honesty is truth, um, it becomes more expanded and we realize it's our reality, that is our reality, mm. actually going with the flow. And I think the reason we struggle with going with flow, I'm going to give an example here actually, um, Charlie Morley, um, he's the guy that does lucid dreaming, um, he writes for Hay House and he wrote, there's a bit in his first book and it says, maybe you were a dancer but you were a boy and your father came in and said, what are you doing? Boys don't dance. So you hid your beautiful dancer into your dark side because you were too afraid to be yourself. To be in authenticity would then be to bring that dancer out, wouldn't it? And that happens to so many of us.
0: Yes. And I remember I read that story when uh, I was reading, not that story exactly, but I was reading the Four Agreements by Don Ruiz Miguel and one of the things that, you know, they talked about was being impeccable with your word. And, you know, very often we, we do misuse words, especially if we're stressed out or having challenges in our life, sort of like exactly like the dancer, you know, example there.
1: That is true. That is true. I think,
0: you know, I think it is to be so aware of the
1: messages that you got when you were younger and to start recognizing the ones you're still telling yourself. So once you recognize those messages, the ones that you're still telling yourself that aren't yours, actually come from somebody else, then you can truly step into your brilliance. Because this isn't all about being intuitive or psychic. Some of it's just about being your authentic self. Because everyone has their own path. Everyone has their own truth and uses their abilities in specific ways. And once you really dive into that and go, okay, this is me, this is who I am, I'm going to be me and it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of me. That's when you start to see that those crumbs turn into big, you know, golden opportunities and things start to change around you and you go, hang on a minute. And it's because you're being authentically you. And I, I know it's hard and I know it can be really, really tricky and I know it can be difficult because we are so primed to want to see what the rest of the world thinks of us. The best thing I can give you, the best I suppose advice I could say would be is to step into your own advice and your own validation and ask yourself what you really want rather than anybody else. Yeah. Even if it's hard, grab a notebook, ask yourself or write it down, forget it. Then go and ask everyone else and come back to your notebook. Yeah, that's, that's so good. How
0: Yeah, and the notebook technique is a really effective way of essentially getting out of your own way, right? And just writing the question, sitting and waiting, and then writing your own answer without filtering or editing yourself.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful way. I mean, it's the whole journaling thing. And I started doing it quite a while back. I mean, I don't do it anymore, but I was was quite honed into the whole journaling thing. And I got so much clarity from writing. I am a writer. So for me, it really, really worked. I mean, if you're a narrator and you like to speak, speak it out, get a dictaphone. If you're the kind of person who likes to talk it through with a really trusted friend, talk it through with someone. Find your primary way Mm. of communicating and the thing that's for you. So for me, writing really works because I write everything. And I also notice for myself that if I speak it, I tend not to get it, I tend not to realize it. So if I write it down, I tend to, be able to see it better. Seeing it on paper really, really defines it for me. So whatever works for you, find that thing. Find one that works for you.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And that's something that you actually help people with in your work. Is that right? You help people to listen to their own truth, to connect with themselves again. Can we talk a little bit about that before we wrap up here?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Everything I do, I mean, to be honest, everything I do, I bring it back to self-love and self-care. Because yeah. I think if we can step into our brilliance that way and recognize the things that we've done, I call them blockages and stock points. If we can recognize those areas, then we can heal. And then intuition comes as the next step because I deem it that, and I believe it, that when we love ourselves and care about ourselves, we of course we can step into these intuitive capacities that we have in such a strong way. So that's how I do it. I have a quite a strong process and it's, very nurturing and loving so that people feel very safe in learning how they develop this.
0: Yeah, and that's key because if you're hearing your mom or your dad or your sister or your uncle's voice in your head all the time, especially like you were saying, based on you know, things that you learned as a child, that's going to get in the way of you honoring your own truth and your own path. And so sometimes working with someone like you might be actually a really helpful way of kind of understanding what is your own voice, right?
1: Yeah, it is. It's, and actually, interesting you said that, Lauren, because that's actually what I had to do. I had to learn to hear my own voice. So I'm absolutely, definitely able to teach you how to do it because I know how to do it now. I know all the tips. I know all the tools. I know the things that will come in, sneak alarm and try and stop you from moving forward in that. I know what it is. I know how it works. So Yes, I absolutely can help people with that.
0: Perfect. Well, I'll put your, all your contact details in the show notes um, and people can head to your website as well. The, it's www.selfloveselfcaresystem.com. But as I said, I'll put all the link to um, all your contacts in the show notes as well. Just before we wrap up, my sister, is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to mention or anything that the angels wanted to say before we, uh, we hit stop on today's conversation?
1: Wow. It's been very different, this talk. And it's a real shame. I hope we can get that other one sorted out for everyone. <laughs> but it's been very different. It's been so it's much been softer. so different. It's been so... Yeah. So the energy, guys, if I, if I could show you, maybe we can one day, but the energy is so different. And the thing I'd like to say is, it's really interesting. And I want, something I'd like to share. It's about really recognizing the energy that you're putting out there into the world. So yeah, take that. Take that as your thing. Which energy are you putting out? What tone of voice are you using? How are you sounding? Do you like that? This isn't to judge yourself. This is to love yourself. So we're not going to criticize, blame or ostracize that. We're going to recognize that. And when we do that, we're going to change it to the thing that we like the most. Also thanking that voice for however it was, all that tone or the way we're being. So find that, do
0: that thing for yourself this week, this month, or whatever works for you. I like that a lot because sometimes it's really easy to go, Oh, I didn't mean to say it like that. Or I didn't mean, mean to represent myself that way. And for me, I know sometimes I get down on myself instead of looking at it as it a, as an opportunity to go, Okay, well, now that I am aware of that next time, I'll, I'll just do differently, you know, maybe I'll take a moment before I respond, for example.
1: That is beautiful. I love that. It's Mm. lovely. Yeah, it's true. And it's, I, I, I can be terrible. I always think I speak too (laughs) high-pitched. Oh my God, you sound like a dolphin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, as a Canadian, sometimes we do talk very directly and, um, some people don't understand how to deal with that. And, um, I guess it's like, well, you know, at the same time, it's honoring who we truly are. Right. I mean, I never thought once that you spoke like a dolphin. Um, (laughs) You know, so I think sometimes we just are a little bit hard on ourselves when really we're just speaking, because I think the thing is this, right? At least for me, when I'm speaking, I, I speak with integrity and honesty and you do too. And so if this is the way that we are delivering our message, then maybe it's just perfect.
1: Yep i agree it's beautiful it's been absolutely beautiful i've really enjoyed this thank you Lauren.
0: me too thank you my friend and uh yes come back anytime (laughs) absolutely love to hi thanks so much for listening to the episode i hope you enjoyed it if you did please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends thank you new episodes every thursday